If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show. A podcast about news, politics, pop culture, current events, and whatever else people are talking about these days. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, ooh, my other favorite co-host of all, Jeff's here. Did you think I froze? Yes, I did. <laughs> did you? Because I, I was pretending to make it look like I froze, but I didn't freeze. I'm here. I'm here. It's Jeff May from You Don't Even Like This Show. Jeff's back. Jeff, how's it going? Adam, I've never been better. I bet that's not true, but thank you, don't you, know. for, thank you for playing along. Hey, also joining us, as promised last week, Sliceberg Slim is here. How's it going, man? What's up, Adam? What's up, Jeff? What's going on? How's it going? Coming straight from his 56K modem. We got Sliceberg rolling. <laughs> yeah, there might might be some sound issues this week. A delicate lag rolling up in here. Yeah. I've been dealing with technical issues myself. Like I said, our studio situation is in flux, and my home internet is not quite as robust as what it is at the studio. So, you know... There might be some skips in this. Just pretend you're listening to a CD in the 90s. You know, what's funny is I also am in a flux of my studio. Like I'm. Yeah. Because I've been in the process of moving it. So I'm just sitting in my dining room. <laughs> with like clearly blackout curtains that don't work behind me. They, they don't. But it's a nice aesthetic. It's like you can yeah. see them trying. And I'm at a weird angle because I'm just at like a circular glass dining room table. The room I'm in is on fire. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, people at home can't, can't see that, but there was a blaze happening behind me. Speaking of blaze, <laughs> we're talking about weed this week. Does everyone here like weed? I like it. Smoke weed every day. I eat weed every night, and it helps me go nights. And I love it. It doesn't do anything for me when I eat it. Edibles? Like, not at all? At all. No, no, he just eats weed. <laughs> Even a little oregano on some pasta or something. On top of the edible. <laughs> <laughs> just like zesting weed over, <laughs> over an edible. I have heard that from people before that edibles just don't do the trick. I agree that it's not as fun. Like, I like smoking a lot better, but I've also had oral surgery this year and the recovery from that was not pretty. Adam got oral this year. What is up? (laughs) And I have uh, had to stop smoking weed, which talk about a dramatic lifestyle change for me. I have been smoking weed pretty much daily since I was eh, 17. And that's one of the making the shift. That's one of the beautiful things about weed is it really is not like physically or psychologically addictive like you can definitely develop an affinity for it and like want to do it every day but once you stop you're not going to like have the shakes you're not going to go through a life-threatening withdrawal process like you would with opioids speaking of life-threatening withdrawals did sliceberg get kidnapped during the show i think so yeah i think he got black bagged it still shows his name it does it is just a black box on the screen and there's just a black box which is jarring which what what happened what People happened? are going to be listening to this and they're going to be like, what happened to Sliceberg? What did you fuckers do to him? Which we had an episode like that very recently where I just edited all of the Sliceberg talk out because his internet died and I just put it all in outtakes. And I am concerned we are heading down that road again. Well, look, might be I'm not going to lie. This needs to stay in the regular episode <laughs> to show people the importance of connectivity issues. 
um, yeah, I, you know, I started marijuana weed as they call it colloquially when I was 39 years old and I've never smoked. I do like eating. That's something that we know about me, right? That I like to eat uh, mm-hmm. a nice tasty piece of candy. Sure. And then sometimes that candy puts me to bed. Yeah. And boy, do I like that. That's two of my favorite things is being able to fall asleep and eating a small piece of candy. Yeah, I definitely lean on weed for sleep purposes these days. I make my own tincture. I have this thing called the magical butter machine. That sounds like a late Beatles song. (laughs) It's just a machine that you can use to make your own tinctures and weed butter and edibles and things. And yeah, two cups of grain alcohol, one ounce of weed. That makes me enough tincture to sleep for like two months. It's there you go. Great. Sleeping and, for two months is great. That's like a coma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you like two, to put yourself into a delicate coma once a year. Two consecutive months is yeah. usually the, the move. And so we're talking about weed today because there's lots of weed news happening. It's getting legalized all over the country. Uh, I believe where Sliceberg is, it just recently was legalized recreationally. I know in... Oh, in a void? <laughs> yeah. Also in Maryland. Uh, I know in Minnesota, where Andy Sell Minnesota. lives, it is now legal recreationally. You know, I was trying to get weed legalized all the way back in 1998 when I was the governor of Minnesota. I bet he was, to be honest. Jesse he absolutely ben, was. Jesse and Ventura sure does seem like a weed smoker. It's weird because he's clearly a libertarian. Like, that's his whole thing. But he's like, we should be making this stuff legalized and taxing it. And it's like, that doesn't seem very libertarian of you to say that you should be taxing. Yeah, it's uh, not like libertarians to be wishy-washy on their ideals and beliefs <laughs> at all. Crazy, right? Can't believe that one bit. It was a false flag operation. <laughs> All right, let's try Sliceberg again. Yo. Hey. Hey. We get him for three minutes at a time. <laughs> All right. And he is and frozen. Frozen again, I think. It oh, looks like we paused a scene from Candyman back then. <laughs> the menacing Toady Todd energy that I get from a, a, a frozen still of Sliceberg is jarring. <laughs> I heard you have a butter machine. What? Wait, How did my- you hear that? I heard everything. I was there. Okay, so when you're in the void, you can hear us the whole time. I heard everything. Did uh, you hear the part where I said I was going to stab you in Maryland? I heard Maryland. I hear the first couple <laughs> words of that. Okay. <laughs> well, I've blown my own cover here. Uh, yeah, magic butter machine. It's the best. I like, heard. I need to. I've been reading about it. I cannot recommend it enough, especially if you do like edibles, because then you can just make the weed butter, and then you just bake up some fucking cookies, and you got a whole batch. Can you eat the weed butter? Can you eat the weed butter? Just, I mean, if you... Do you normally eat butter? If you want like it, corn on the cob, butter. as you were mining? I didn't know you were going to mention that, I'm, that I was doing it. <laughs> you, Sliceberg, for those of you, he said, can you eat the butter? But then mimed like that typewriter style of corn on the cob <laughs> eating where it's like one end to the other end. Which is when I'm throwing down on a whole stick of butter. That is yeah. how I do it. Yeah, if you okay. ate the whole stick of butter, you would probably have to go to the emergency room. If you eat a regular whole stick of butter, you probably <laughs> have to go to the emergency room. Touche. Your, your triglycerides exploded out of your body. I told this story on an episode last week of You Don't Even Like This Band, where we talked about me and Travis Clark going to see Metallica. And uh, I went with the intention of not drinking. So I was like, I better bone up on my edibles beforehand. And uh, I found that, for one, St. Ides, notorious malt beverage maker, is now in the weed game. And they make a THC-infused tea where the cans are 100 milligrams each. And I drank two of them in an Uber on the way to the show. And let me tell you, I was uncomfortably high for... Yeah, you think? Well, it's not that. Like, normally, I can do 200 milligrams with no problem. Like, I have lots and lots. From a malt liquor company. You don't experience. think they're going to put a governor on that stuff, do you? <laughs> but because I wow. haven't been smoking recently because of my oral surgery issues, my tolerance has waned a little bit. And I didn't realize that until I had 200 mgs of THC coursing through me 
as I was taking the approximately six mile walk from my Uber to my seat at important so question. Mm-hmm. Important question um, that all the people I think want to know is, is this product called THC, T-E-A-H-C? No, and that's a real missed opportunity. It's just called, <laughs> yeah. like, they really blew it then. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right called, there. It's called high T, which, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, that's cool. That's a cool name. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. IT is a thing. I get it. That's honestly, that's the other, that might be a better name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it a little though. bit on the nose. If you don't know what high T is, you'd just be like, that seems lazy. But yeah, yeah. So weed. I'm legal now. We're legal in Maryland now. Oh, you turned 18. Hell yeah. <laughs> we when can did, fuck Sliceberg now. <laughs> when did that happen because that's a thing that's happening all over the country we mentioned earlier andy sell lives in minnesota they also just legalized weed uh july 1st this summer nice right before the fourth of july right before a bunch of people are going to start lighting off fireworks yes good combination weed and fireworks what are the prices like is it pretty reasonable nine percent sales tax nine that's not bad that's better than here right yeah that's not too bad could be worse what do you got I think like 10%. We're California. We're a functioning uh, economy, though. So, yeah, we've been we've got it all figured out. We've been doing this for a long time. Sure. Yeah, it is becoming less and less restricted all around the country. Lots of states are approving it for recreational use. And there might be let's launch into our first weed story. There might be a pretty huge change coming in terms of how the government classifies marijuana. Because despite it being legalized for recreational use in more and more states every year, at the federal level, it's still considered a Schedule One controlled substance. It seems weird to me, knowing what you know about Biden, that he's going to be like, I will not change it. Because he really seems to be one of those like marijuana's a gateway drug kind of people. Because he's so behind in thinking. It is. And it is pretty typical of Biden for like Jeff said, he's, I mean, he's on our side technically, but his history with drugs and especially enforcement of drug laws, highly sketchy, probably the sketchiest thing about. Yeah. So the older people tend to be in public service, the more they seem it's like older people and just very stupid people of middle age are really just like, this is the worst thing. Yeah. And it's like, everyone's like, no, we're, it's fine. It's the hill they want to die on for some reason. Good. Yeah, let them die. Really. Yeah. Let them die for real. Yeah. The argument that always blows my mind is, Oh, well, if we legalize weed, there's going to be more crime. No, there's going to be less crime because smoking weed won't be a crime anymore. I can tell you here in Baltimore, if the difference it made when they legalized it to the less drug dealers, just being out everywhere. Try making the wire now. Just try it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that. So it's still a Schedule One controlled substance on the federal level, which means it is in a group of drugs that are considered to have, quote, no currently accepted medical use and high potential for abuse. That puts it in the same category as heroin, which is. I have notes. Insane. Saying that it has no. uh, What do they say? No medical use. And then being the one drug that basically is prescribed by a ton of doctors that created a massive opioid problem. And that when people were off the opioids, the closest thing they could get was heroin is very funny to me because they were pushing opioids as being medical use. And that created a massive epidemic that, spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure killed two of my cousins. Yeah, it Killed a whole lot of people. Meanwhile, weed uh, still hasn't killed that many people. I mean, I'm sure there have been like some lung cancer cases here and there over the years, but it's certainly not saying up. that it cures cancer. <laughs> yeah. It's, has, there, has there been any reports of anyone ever that you know of dying from some kind of, I guess, oversmoking, overingesting? There was a story recently that was pretty alarming if you just looked at the headline which was something along the lines of elderly man dies after taking marijuana edible. And it sounded really alarming. And then you dig into the details. And for one, he was something like he was in his 90s, I think. 
he had a whole bunch of medical conditions, including heart issues. And this motherfucker mm. took something like a hundred milligrams the first time he tried weed. And it's like, yeah, that I don't think the weed killed him. Like, I have a feeling that it could be like 96 year old man dies after eating breakfast. <laughs> exactly. Like that shit could happen at any time. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah. Like if I'm in my 90s and weed kills me, it's just going to be like, well, he died doing what he loves. <laughs> Experimenting with a new drug for the first time. Fuck, <laughs> 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 well, that's how Lynn Bias died. Jesus. Yeah. Lynn Bias. Yes. Smoking a weed. <laughs> the first, that first time. First time. I would like to add, by the way, that if you're one of those people that goes on social media and shares one of those injecting a marijuana's memes as a joke, you're the unfunniest person in your group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, those th- I'd see those and those wrong answers only. Yeah. Like posts. And I'd be like, oh, you're the worst person, you know, you are the least funny person in your entire friend group. Yeah. You're the person <laughs> who says sports ball. And yeah. even people who don't watch sports hate you for that because. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to be the internet. Okay. Yeah. You've heard that term before? Which one? Sports ball or injecting weed? Both, I've heard. Has anyone yeah. said either one of those in front of you? <laughs> oh, I've heard sports ball a lot. I am a professional nerd in Los Angeles, California. I've heard it so many times, and I'm like, congratulations on being the most insufferable person here. Are they yeah. being ironic? <sighs> no, not always. Yeah. Oh. The fact that it is still technically illegal on the federal level that makes everything about it real confusing law enforcement it's confusing like you saw that in la where we have lots of dispensaries that you can just go to and show them your license and buy weed but then we also had a bunch that were getting raided by the police over the last few years i used to go to one of those yeah it was like buying drugs in college because i I missed that experience growing up so wait you can actually be in a dispensary and just Someone just come to just be a raid. You're trying to be in a line to purchase. Oh, for sure. That's, that's happened to my roommate. She's been magic. She's been in the dispensary and it, it and it got raided and they were like, you, you should just go. Yeah. The telltale sign here in L.A. that you're in an illegal dispensary is if the weed is still in jars on shelves and they like take it out and weigh it and put it in a container. That's an illegal dispensary because. At least in L.A., I know, like when or in California, when we made weed legal recreationally, it has to already be packaged by the manufacturer. Yeah. And so you can't be hands on, I guess. They can't touch it. Right. Because of, um, because of regulations. Like, yeah. I, I was just going to say, I would like to add that the thing that I see is um, if you see visible plywood in the room, if you see plywood, it's going to get shut down soon. Yeah. And they move like nomads. They like they get shut down and then they just open up like in a new spot down the street. Wait, pop up shops? Yeah. And I mean, it's probably kind of worth it because I would think so. Yeah. The fines are probably not as much as the profits. Yeah. Like it's it's still California. So you're not we're going to talk about a story later that makes it really clear that you're not going to do any serious jail time for weed in California anymore. But yeah, the illegal dispensary, it probably is worth it to some degree to because the cost of all the regulation and testing you have to do is pretty exorbitant. But at the same time, I'm sorry, but weed is a thing that needs to be regulated to some degree. Like, yes, it's mostly safe, but like I wouldn't just go buy whiskey from a motherfucker off the street. Like, I would, I would want to know that. Wow. Where's your sense of adventure? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would want to know that some quality control went into it. Yeah, that's how a lot of people went blind in the 30s. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, bathtub moonshine and shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, my grandfather died. He was a bootlegger. Uh, my great-grandfather, he was also, like, an abusive drunk. But he had his stills exploded in his barn and burned it down. And he went in to, like, get the horses out. And he just burned up. Jesus. Well, yeah, that's speaking of weed needing to be regulated when those stories were going around a few years ago about people getting popcorn lung from jewel cartridges. It wasn't jewel like it wasn't nicotine vapes that were causing it. It was actually bootleg THC oil vapes and cartridges that people were putting some weird ingredient in like vitamin 
E or something like that. And it was giving people a condition called popcorn lungs. So like, don't buy your vape cartridges from some motherfucker in a van. Like as soon as you said popcorn lung, I just wanted to go as you're vaping with that song, popcorn playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Is that irreversible? Pop the song. Lung? It's probably the same if you play it backwards. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Oh, you mean the lung? Yeah. That too. I don't know, but I know people died from it. I know it's not good. And I think they call it that because it can be caused by, it can also be caused by like a chemical in movie cooking oil, yeah. popcorn or something like that. It's very weird. Did you overeat movie popcorn? Yeah. With the butter? <laughs> I wow. Because I really loaded up. I think it's from when you <laughs> cook <laughs> the popcorn, not, it's for, it's like theater uh, employees are the ones that are going to get popcorn long, not, you're going to get, uh, that was, you're going to get something if you're covering your popcorn in that butter, because it's not butter for one. But like, you're not going to get popcorn lung, but you are going to get, you're going to like lose a foot. Yeah. I think it's, I think Jeff's right. It's something in like that you breathe in. And mm. I think Sliceberg's also right that you got to fucking pound that goddamn butter on that popcorn. I and do like do it. You got to, you got to do it. Yeah. We have go a similar popcorn butter. Yeah. If you're, if you're already getting the popcorn, you might as well go with the butter. So much of it. So you know is- what I like to do? Ranch. On the popcorn. That's the big sloppy thing of ranch. <laughs> Blue cheese. Blue cheese. Blue cheese. So there is good news on the federal level when it comes to weed in that the Department of Health and Human Services has recommended to the notoriously chill DEA that they should maybe downgrade weed from Schedule 1 to a Schedule 3 controlled substance. That would put it in a category of drugs that are thought to have, quote, a moderate to low potential for physical and psychological dependence. I'm going to guess that the DEA, their initial reaction is, hey, go fuck yourself because we're going to lose. We're going to lose funding if we do that. Like this is really yeah. just one of those like old conservative versus hippie <clears throat> dichotomies of they're like, you know what, man, it's not that big of a deal. And they're like, shut up, hippie. We got to keep our guns and our money. Yeah. I was surprised to see ketamine is also a Schedule 3 controlled substance, which I know there is significant research into the use of ketamine to treat like depression and things of that nature. I'm just surprised the government is far enough ahead of the curve on that issue to already have ketamine as a Schedule 3. Yeah, probably because you didn't have a whole ketamine subculture in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. That was considered dissident. Yeah. 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 Nixon didn't have a war against ketamine. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> Matter of fact, Elvis was really into it from what I understand. <laughs> yeah. I've never tried ketamine. I don't think I would like it. I don't like being too high. Let's do a pod on ketamine. I briefly dated a girl who did ketamine and she was very mean to me when she did ketamine. So I broke up with she put the mean in ketamine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do agree that marijuana is not a thing that is physically or psychologically addictive. Like there have been times where I've had to stop smoking for an extended amount of time. And it's not that hard. I will say if you, if you, how you smoke it, because I'm, I smoke blunts. Blunts are very addictive. Yeah. That's the thing. Like that's really the only way marijuana is going to be addictive is if you're smoking blunts, because then. And even then, it's the nicotine you're addicted to. So if you ever need to quit smoking weed, just start smoking cigarettes. Does that mean I have to put away my Swisher Sweets? Mm. I do like a blunt. I just, I'm a, I'm usually smoking by myself. So a blunt is like, that's too much. What is it, Backwoods? Is that like the, the more popular brand now? I don't think there's, I don't know. I No, I think it's probably still like Swisher Sweets. Um, I, I hate Backwoods. Oh, well, nah, backwoods suck. Yeah, backwoods seems like like why do you it's why do you want, yeah why do you want to be a fucking frontiersman about it? Just they they make blunt wrappers now. Backwoods is like the aggressively flavored ones, right? Where they're like green apple. No, that's Swisher Sweets. No, it's, it's just brown ass paper. <laughs> yeah, backwoods, brown ass paper is something different. It tastes the same. <laughs> Backwoods, though, was a sponsor when I was playing NBA 2K21. I built my own arena, and Backwoods was one of the <laughs> primary sponsors along with that's, Hennessy. That's dope. Yeah. 
But yeah, marijuana definitely needs to be in a lower class of drugs. And I could see that becoming a thing at some point. For a higher class of people. Ooh, yeah. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But now let's talk about a different story. This isn't technically weed related, but the argument for weed with a lot of people is always... Well, at least it's not alcohol. At least it's not as bad for you as alcohol. And one, facts. Like, alcohol and tobacco both still kill so many people every year in this country. And the thing is, current guidelines for drinking say that men should have no more than two drinks per day. Women should have no more than one drink per day. Because men are big and tough, and women are small and meek. And... They can only take in half the alcohol. I mean, that is comedy, but also, you know, yeah, oftentimes you weigh twice as much as, you know. Yeah, it's a body. I'm thing. 210 pounds. It's probably a little bit more that I can handle. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I can't handle any alcohol. Oh, we know. You saw. Yeah, I don't drink. Although, to be fair, I, I had nine drinks in two hours. So that's a problem, right? That's definitely a problem, especially if you've never drank before. I would like to add, by the way, that um, this idea of like news, U.S. might change that. This means nothing like like nobody is going to pay attention to this whatsoever. Like nobody's going to be like, oh, the government decide is suggesting we drink less. Well, put the bottle away. Yeah, of no course. I question, the, I question the timing of it. What do you mean? Like just with all the marijuana talk, like who gives a shit? Like this is last on the list of things that were like, is this? No one's it's no one paying any attention. Alcohol desperately trying to stay in the news. Yeah, like be relevant. <laughs> yeah. Instead of the, they're like, look, we're tired of people only shooting beer cans as the as the all of the news coverage of alcohol. We need to do something. Yeah, stay fresh. Yeah, I think I think it's less that the government is hoping people are going to follow these guidelines, or even that I'm expecting people are going to follow these guidelines. I think it's more like health concerns because there were there have been like rumors floated or stories that have gone around about how hey drink a glass of wine every night and it'll help your heart and like that all turned out to not be true and it's to the point now where science is like you probably just shouldn't drink at all i have a conspiracy theory for you okay good what if the alcohol companies they're taking a hit right now right they're maybe they're not doing well they go to the government. We are too big to fail. We're like the airlines. You got to help us. They know that if the Biden administration tells you to do something, a bunch of fuck faces are going to be like, nice try, government, trying to woke me out of drinking. And then all of a sudden they're buying up as much booze as they can, drinking it on camera, being like, you know why the government is trying to make my life bad? Watch me drink this handle of Belvedere <laughs> and then go to town or whatever. Like, Maybe they're doing that to kickstart the, the, the economy. I could be. You they're know. using woke judo. Well, the, the thing is, the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism recently told the Daily Mail that the U.S. could follow a recent move that was made by Canada, where their guidelines used to be similar to ours in that they recommended, I think it was like no more than 15 alcoholic drinks per <coughs> week if you're a man. And it's worth noting, it doesn't work like Weight Watchers points. You don't get to like, if you don't drink one day, that doesn't mean, all right, well, tomorrow I can have four drinks. And if I just like 
wait and only drink on Saturday. I can have 15 fucking drinks, according to science. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is that is not the case. It's still per day. In uh, Canada, they recently adjusted their guidelines to now they are saying people should limit themselves to two drinks per week. To be fair, their beer has much higher alcohol content by volume. When did we start following behind Canada? I'll tell you why. I think in the past 20 years, Canada has realized that the rest of the world thinks that they're actually better than us. Because, you know, um, and Canada's just but, okay. And Canada's just like, well, I guess we don't have to follow them anymore. And they're just doing their own thing. Like, they've always been like our Robin to Batman, you know? And now yeah. they're just like, oh, we can just be Nightwing and go out and do our own thing. Yeah. That's a good analogy. I like that. Thank you. That was a good Nightwing analogy. I know Adam really appreciated it. Oh, I sure fucking did. You know it. So, yeah, now Canada suggests that people should not drink more than two alcoholic drinks per week. And here's the thing. If you drink at all, you drink more than two alcoholic drinks per week. That's, like, a given. Hell, I do that with water, for God's sake. (laughs) Drink water two times a week? Yep. (laughs) Very healthy. I piss chunks. And, yeah, this comes hot on the heels of a University of Michigan study that showed binge drinking is on the rise across the country in people 35 to 50 years old. Binge drinking had a sharp uptick starting around March of 2020, and they're trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. Binge drinking, drugs, everything went up because of COVID. Michael Jordan's basketball card prices, everything. everything. Yeah, those are leveling off a little bit, though. A little bit. So the numbers are fudged. Yeah, it could be. You know what? Yeah, that's people should just keep drinking. Yeah, when they're like a a study from the University of Michigan has decided that binge drinking is actually worse for you than we thought, or something like that. And you're like, yeah, that's that's not really news though. Like we we're gonna figure that out. I saw the guy piss himself. Yeah, I mean it's I mean we know shit's bad for us, but that doesn't mean science shouldn't tell us. Like no, yeah, I get it. It's just always funny when a. When a study, when they study something that's bad for you and they're like, it's actually slightly worse for you. Like, Is that what we needed our money for? And, right. <laughs> yeah, but also at the same time, it's kind of funny. Yeah. The studies have confirmed binge drinking is up, which that is, you know, a thing we probably didn't need science to tell us. But I mean, in a lot of ways, science is like the cops. Like they're going to have they have to find something to do to keep that budget money going. I mean, well, based on the articles we read that you sent. Uh, 35 to 50 years eventually will age into the elderly group and they'll just start smoking. Right. Not me. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> I ain't gonna hit that group. <laughs> that's the net. Yeah. You're going to die way before that. All the jogging mm-hmm. you do in fire conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not safe. Happen. I almost got hit in the crosswalk by a cop car. Yeah. You also went jogging when there were like wildfire smoke in the air. Yeah. But it, it didn't, it didn't, I didn't even smell it. It was fine. Yeah. That's not how that works. It was also like 111 <laughs> degrees when I did that. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you got your lifetime of cigarette smoking in in one run. Right. <laughs> I inhaled a forest, baby. <laughs> Pretty much. Jesus. So, yeah. The next story. Seniors are trying weed for the first time in just record amounts. Old people fucking blazing up. Just blaze. Senior citizens are actually... The demographic where weed use is on the rise the most. More than a third of people 65 and older have tried weed at least once in their life. That is according to a poll that was also conducted in 2009. And the numbers now are triple what they were in 2009. I have a a note for that, though. Mm -hmm. Is that from 2009 to 2023... What we might not be taking into consideration is the group that is now a part of that 65 and older group were like the ones that were smoking weed in the 60s and 70s. Most weed smokers in adulthood are people who experimented with it in their teens. But among new smokers, people who have never smoked in their youth, those tend to be older women and well-educated people with health problems are the ones who start smoking later in life, even though they never have. And it makes sense. like. There are a lot of conditions that weed genuinely is helpful, especially pain relief, things like that. I shit, yeah, cancer. Yeah. Yeah, those are the ones I think the women and the, um, I guess you said, uh, educated people, as when they get older, they usually take it or use it, they actually need it, need it. Yeah. Like it's a last, like a last resort. And I think those are people that 
are probably a little more willing to listen to the arguments on both sides as opposed to just being like, well, my granddad said the weed is the devil's lettuce. And so I will never smoke it. And it's like your granddad was stupid. Yeah. Your granddad also said black people weren't real people. (laughs) Hey, that's that's a good name for a strain. (laughs) Devil's lettuce? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought, I thought you meant black be. people aren't real people. Like, I'm not buying that weed. Yeah. You're like, guess how high this will get you. <laughs> THC's off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> get a little KKK in that THC. <laughs> and yeah, weed really is good for insomnia. Holy shit. Like, I make a weed tincture that is too good for insomnia. Sometimes I overdo it. And on a morning like, say, today, I'll wake up at about 730 and be like, shit. I still have to do notes for that pod. I'm recording at nine. When, uh, what time did you go to sleep? Oh, like 11 something. Like I got a took you out, huh? I got a solid eight. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And it does help me go to sleep, man. It really does. Like I cannot stress enough how much of a pinball machine my brain is. And to that. That's right. It doesn't help me. I can't. It keeps me up. Well, it's, you know, it's daytime and you're smoking a blunt now, right? So like. Yeah. You- yeah, I could see that you might be a little immune. Yeah. Yeah, weed dispensaries have caught on to this, and a lot of them now offer senior discounts. The illegal dispensary I used to go to in Burbank, very cool, would offer deep discounts for cancer patients, which that should be a thing at every dispensary. Yeah. Like, if you can prove you're fighting cancer, you should get some pretty deep discounts. A new dispensary opened up down my street, and it's delightful, first off. No matter what, whatever you buy, you get a free munchie. They have like candy and chip bags and everything on the wall. Yeah. And after your purchase, you just go to the wall and you can take anything. And they have those like grandma's chocolate chip cookies Mm. and the little cellophane wrappers. They also have a little thing where you hit a button and it does a, a, it's like a counter. And if you stop it at four seconds, uh, 4.20 seconds, you win a $20 credit. Oh, nice. And I've won in the past and their shit's like super affordable i do and like that it is it is a del- like i think the edibles i get are like three for 25 for a nice. bag of 10 and <clears throat> it put me right down so all that said if you are a senior listening to this and i know you are i know we have a, a heavy senior citizen demo out there like go to your coolest doctor and ask them first before you just dive headfirst into weed find a doctor with a slick pair of shades on yeah, exactly. Because you just want to make sure that the weed's not going to interact poorly with one of the countless prescription medications you're probably taking right yeah. now also. Yeah, check in with Dr. Styles and see <laughs> and see if uh, your Celebrex is going to uh, be interacted. Yeah. Seniors are a lot like babies and or dogs in that they are way more sensitive to the effects of marijuana and also a little high maintenance, like on yeah, all three and- counts. And cute in small amounts, but in the long term, (laughs) hurry up and die already. (laughs) A little overbearing. All right. Let's talk about this next story. Speaking of weed being used to treat ailments and conditions, one of the really big tragedies in NFL history, or not tragedies, but like one of the kind of disappointing stories is Ricky Williams. Yeah, this is like the Pope and Galileo. Yeah. Like an apology is due. Yeah, he was a really good running back. Where did he play college football? I always forget. Was it Miami? Was he Miami? I know he he played pro in Miami. I think Miami. Yeah. If only we had all of the world's information at our fingertips. Yeah. Yeah, he, um, so he suffered from massive social anxiety. That was one thing that he did. That's why he had that Judge Dredd visor on, uh, his, uh, over his helmet. He's like gone on record as saying, like, he's like, I don't, feel comfortable being seen that way. So he put the visor on so he could do that. He was also one of the most dominant runners of that era. Yeah. By far. University of Texas, by the way. Ricky there it is. went to. Go uh, Horns. I'm in a just kidding. I I'm in a Ravens had him for one season. Yeah. He was what? Oh yeah. And the did he do the Saints for one? He was two? drafted by the Saints when Mike That's Ditka was coach. Because remember he and Ditka took that famous picture where Ricky Williams was wearing like a wedding gown? And they like were pretending. I don't know what the fucking point of that was. It was very good for Ditka for being down for that. That doesn't seem like a kind of guy that would be cool with that photo. Yeah, not at all. It doesn't. 
Yeah, Ricky Williams, he had severe anxiety issues. Like, there's a documentary about him. Uh, There's a 30 for 30. And just to give you an idea of how awkward of a personality Ricky Williams is, there's a scene where the filmmaker is like, hey, you have like a little like crumb in your beard. And instead of being a normal person and going, oh, hey, thanks. And like flicking that into the kitchen sink, he goes, I know I want it there. And it's like, what kind of person takes that stance? <laughs> like you have you have to have a little something going on upstairs to be like, yeah, why are you making a big deal out of the crumb in my beard? I put it there when I woke up. So Ricky Williams was that kind of guy. And the only thing that helped him was marijuana. It is the only thing he tried. Dicky, icky, icky, Ricky. That worked with his anxiety. (laughs) And as a result, he was suspended five times throughout his career for using. Wasn't it like on SportsCenter or something? I I forget who it was, but I think it might have been Stephen Smith or something. They were just like, stop testing him. Yeah. (laughs) They were like, you know, he's going to fail this. He's one of the best things for this league. What are you doing? And that's eventually in 2021 kind of what the league changed their stance to. It's not a performance enhancing drug. Now that I think with football, that might be the only sport where it is because there is a longstanding rumor that Dan Marino got high before every game. And the argument is when you're playing quarterback, you have to make so many split second decisions and you have to be able to, you know, check this option, this option, this option, which one do I go to? And weed slows things down in that way where it doesn't seem quite as frenetic. And if you smoke the right weed, you're going to be hyper-focused. And there is a rumor that Dan Marino got high before every game, didn't never won a championship. There's that. But I don't know, playing for the Dolphins, I'm surprised he didn't do a fat-ass line of Coke. Oh, he probably did. But, Was Marino just sweating before the game? Yeah. <laughs> But if that's true, Dan Marino somehow magically managed to avoid all the drug testing that was happening at the time, whereas Ricky Williams did not. Go figure. I don't know what. Dolphins are racist. Chalk that up, too. But in 2021, the league softened their stance on weed, where they now test players once a year. And I think they test them like at the same general time each year, which in that case, just take a month off from smoking weed and you're going to pass that drug test. Christmas. Yeah. And if you do get, if you do test positive for weed in the NFL now, it's like a much less severe. Yeah, that'd be like a badge of honor getting penalized for for weed now. Like you could get a GoFundMe going after you do that. and People would be like, I'm going to back this up. He doesn't need the money. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the NBA has been that way for a long time. I don't think the NBA has ever really cracked down on weed that hard. They really shouldn't. Yeah, that would that would be the wrong league to take that stance. That would be like baseball cracking down on amphetamines. They did. Not the grainies. No. The grainies. Look what happened. ADHD medication spiked up. Yeah. That's the reason there was an Adderall shortage. Baseball was back. Yeah. Baseball and amphetamines. That's a whole fucking thing. That's that's a that's a marriage like Ditka and Williams. (laughs) Match made in heaven. And yeah, baseball, I don't know if they've ever tested for weed. Like, I've never heard of a baseball player getting popped for testing positive for weed. No, especially because they were mostly white back in the day. Well, it's like the, the one drug you probably wouldn't want to do while playing baseball. Yeah, just that, with the- that's what I was going to say. It's whereas I can see it with football. I can see football and I can see weed being a performance enhancer, specifically if you're playing quarterback in the NFL. But baseball... I played baseball. Hitting a fucking baseball is has to be one of the hardest things to do in sports. And what you, about a pitcher, yeah. maybe? Huh? What about a pitcher smoking up? I still don't think it would help that much. I mean, the, the performance... Like melted en- girl from the PSA. From <laughs> the, the performance 90s. enhancer you want... <laughs> the performance enhancer you want if you're a pitcher is steroids. Like... Oh, yeah. As much as we talk shit about Barry Bonds, like I don't, I think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. The majority of the players who got steroid suspensions were pitchers. Yeah. And didn't Mike Mussina get like super wide all of a sudden? 
I don't know. Like it was he one did. of those things where like, cause you see like Barry, like all these people, the way their bodies changed or whatever, but like Mussina just like his like musculature just got made his body like super wide. Yeah. But still never won 20 games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing about, yeah, steroids are definitely a benefit to a pitcher because they help you recover faster and pitching shreds your fucking arm with batters. It's going to be amphetamines, especially if you just played a night game and then went out and drank your legal limit of two drinks per week and then have you weighed bogs in your way through it. Yeah. (laughs) Mickey Mantle drinking his 15 drinks per week every single day. Mickey Mantle was drinking during the game. Yeah. Which I was like, do you you remember the, was it, I forget what it was like the 2012 Red Sox. It was some Red Sox team where they were eating like fried chicken and drinking beer in the bullpen. Yeah. Like Josh got everybody involved in that. And they were like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And like, they were like gaining weight during the season. And everyone's like, what is happening here? Yeah. Good old fashioned baseball. Yeah. It's kind of like the John Cruck thing where the the reporter saw him smoking in the dugout. And she was like, you think you're a good role model as an athlete by smoking in the dugout? He was like, I'm not an athlete. I'm a baseball player. Like fair, very fair point. <laughs> yeah, as John, John Cruck is the like. If you said that to Conseco, he'd be like, "I am an athlete." Yes, it's Cruck, and he's like, "I'm a fucking ball player, man." I'd be a bowler if this wasn't uh, the situation. <laughs> yeah, it is very funny though. Like the idea of smoking weed in baseball, it would be like the slowest game. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be a good idea. Pitch clock violations all game. <laughs> Can you imagine weed and hockey? Mm, yeah, I I know so little about hockey. I don't know what drug would be good for hockey. Probably amphetamines. Yeah, I can see that. I think amphetamines is probably a, other than like chess or tennis. <laughs> then like, I wouldn't think amphetamines would be bad for any sport. Oh, and probably good for tennis too. Yeah, amphetamines are great for tennis. And uh, Andre Agassi very notoriously admitted to using amphetamines during matches at one point. In Performance enhancing wigs. And <laughs> Roger Federer was very upset. He was like, we should take his fucking titles away if he was taking amphetamines. Really? Just want amphetamines? Yeah. You don't want to scratch. You don't want to scratch that surface, buddy. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to. Yeah. You don't want a Lance Armstrong scenario where the actual champion is the 15th place. <laughs> yeah. So back to Ricky Williams. The reason we're bringing him up is he did an interview recently and made a very valid point in that it's cool that the NFL has softened their stance on marijuana. And the next thing that they should probably do is stop handing out opioids like candy to players who are injured. This is a quote. I think the next step, though, is at the end of a game, if we're on the plane ride home and the trainer is walking down the aisle and has two capsule cases, one of Ambien, the other of Vicodin, And he's walking down the aisle and saying, do you need any of this? Do you need any of this? And the truth is, for football players, we do need something because it hurts. And you're all revved up and it's hard to calm down and go to sleep. And I'd love to see cannabis as being one of those things that the trainer is walking down the aisle and offering to those players. End quote. And I 100% agree. Like, even if it's just CBD, like, that does help for, like, pain. And I would like to... Add that another, you know, another famous ex-football player that is an advocate for marijuana and I believe has his own brand is your boy Jim McMahon. Oh, that's really? in- his own brand. Yeah, oh. I believe so. That's interesting. Coming from BYU, are Mormons Can you believe it? Mormons embracing weed now, or did he just? <laughs> yeah, it's because it, it he's out in Scottsdale, uh, and he and uh, Kyle Turley and Eben Britton. Went and they did. This was in the news, I guess, and they were just like talking about how like all the pain pills were destroying your life, but weed actually saves you. It kind of like saves your life when you're a football player. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's like, yeah, that that's been like a pretty well known. I know he's been like out about it for quite some time. Good for him, and good for mm-hmm. him winning the Bears a Super Bowl in '85. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. It makes me feel not good. <laughs> so. Yeah, hopefully the NFL does kind of embrace that because that feels like the sport where, at least if we're talking recovery, weed is probably the most necessary because pretty much every NFL player comes out of his career with a fucking opioid addiction 
of some yeah. sort. And sometimes Just it's like Brett Favre, which is fine. But yeah. then sometimes it's also players that we like and we don't want to suffer from drug addiction. Brett Favre's addicted to painkillers, wranglers, and fraud. Yeah, welfare fraud. And sexual <laughs> harassment. Yeah, sexual harassment. You forgot that one. Pulled a Brett Favre rookie card recently. Do you know the, the amount of Wander Franco's I've been pulling out of packs now? Real problem. Yeah, Wander Franco's <laughs> been pulling some stuff recently, too. Yeah, he's hitting under 14. So let's talk about this next story. Speaking of punishment for marijuana getting less and less severe over the years, how about this shit? First of all, a Grass Valley, California woman was arrested recently on suspicion of transporting marijuana for sales after police found 1,200 pounds of weed in her cargo van during a traffic stop. For one thing, if you live in a place called Grass Valley, you should not get arrested or harassed in any way for marijuana. Like, that's your destiny. No. You're supposed to deal with it. It's the town's history. Yeah. And it probably <laughs> is. Like, this is Northern California. It's a big yeah. weed-growing area. It's, it's Weed Town USA, baby. Don't they call it yeah. the Green Triangle? I'm pretty sure they do. Probably. And it's I don't know. Any place that's going to allow the Grateful Dead to become popular has to be big on weed. Oh, <laughs> you mean the United States? Ugh. <laughs> this weed was in 52 large garbage bags that was just sitting in the back of the van, unconcealed. Can you imagine how strong that odor must have imagine been? If, imagine if you left the windows up and you parked it in a hot day. Mm. Hot boxing. Love it. Bacon. Just bacon. You think you can get high just from the smell? I wonder if you can. Probably not. You got to. have to release the THC in some form of smoke, right? Maybe. Mm. No. Let's try it. Let's inject a weed. <laughs> Unfunny motherfucker. <laughs> there are a few interesting quirks here. For one, again, Grass Valley. You got to let this woman go. But in she's the just following the, the rules. Yeah, she's just doing what the town tells her to do. But in the event you are punished, it should be exactly what this woman got. Because you hear 1,200 pounds and you assume she's probably facing years in prison now. But nope, she was issued a citation with an order to appear in court. And if she is charged, it will be a misdemeanor. The only real tragedy or punishment here is that those 1,200 pounds of weed were destroyed by narcotics detectives, which like, yeah, cut to a scene of right. yeah. with black, like fucking lava lamps going, Bob Marley playing in the background. Throwing the incinerator. Blazing up for the first time. Yeah, or throwing it in the incinerator and just standing over it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> They're burning it over a big garbage fire. Yeah. But yeah, apparently that's where we're at in California now. You can get pulled over with 1,200 pounds of weed that you're not supposed to have. And they're just like, fucking keep it between the lines when you drive home. Okay. Yeah. And I like that. Oh. Hmm. I always, uh, I, I've told this story a bunch, but when I first moved to California, I went to a comedy festival at the Santa Monica Pier and I brought weed with me. And I was rolling a joint over a garbage can and I looked up and there was a cop looking at me and being from the Midwest where weed was very much not legal at the time. I just panicked and dropped it like right in the garbage, everything I was doing. And the cop looks at me and goes, did you throw that away? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I was just going to tell you not to smoke it on the boardwalk. Fuck. So then I just rolled another smoke right on the boardwalk. Right on the boardwalk. <laughs> yeah. I'll be smoking some weed under the boardwalk. So, That's so awkward. That's funny. Yeah. I just, I wasn't, I, I had never experienced that. Like, it was almost kind of a bummer when I realized I didn't have to worry about the police when I was smoking weed. It's like, oh, but I missed that adrenaline rush. Of, like, you're smoking a joint and then a cop comes around the corner and you have to fucking panic, clean up, spray cologne on yourself. Yeah. Now you can smoke weed at police. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, one of the stories I didn't put in here, they, there's a bunch of debate about whether the rules should be loosened in terms of cops using marijuana. And here's the thing. No, fuck you. You don't get to use weed. You're cops. Yeah. You're the bad guys and not in a cool Razor Ramon way. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about one last story. An Ohio man was charged with operating while intoxicated or driving a Hot Wheels Jeep. Sorry, a Power Wheels Jeep while high on weed and meth. 
he wasn't that high to get in the Hot Wheels. Wait, is this Ohio or Indiana? Oh, wait, yeah, 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 Indiana. Very important detail. Indiana, sorry. Uh, well, they are pretty strict, aren't they? Indiana? It's Pencetown. Yeah, they're strict on everything but the guns they funnel to fucking Chicago. Fuck you, Indiana. A 51-year-old Indiana man, John McKee, stopped by a trooper recently after he was spotted driving a Power Wheels Jeep on an actual street. Now you're driving for real. At night. <laughs> With no lights or reflectors. So oh, I didn't have lights on the Power Wheels Jeep? That is surprising. I bet it does, and he just forgot to turn them on. I wonder what the story would be different if he did have them on and reflectors on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that's the thing. <laughs> right. When the trooper pulled him over, it was noted that McKee showed signs of impairment. And sure enough, Tess later revealed he had weed in his system, but also meth. And I'm assuming it was the meth that made him get yeah. behind the wheel of yeah. that Power Wheels yeah. Jeep. I don't think Do this, is a weed. this isn't a weed story at all. <laughs> right. Weed is a bit player. Weed, weed is a red herring in this story. Yeah. Re- yeah. Weed's just a passenger in this crazy ride. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah was in a- the backseat of a power wheels. <laughs> <laughs> he was arrested on a felony charge of OWI, which seems a little extreme. And for those unaware, power wheels are battery powered vehicles that are made for children toys they have a weight capacity of 130 pounds the clearly somebody on meth is going to be making that weight yeah the owner's manual implores users to not take them on actual streets or roads and nevertheless i have seen countless videos recently of people just like driving these things yeah the power wheels people need to put like stop using us in your fucking tiktoks yeah but it's not even that like it'll be someone just like Filming someone who's just driving, like, you see it a lot in San Francisco. I was just in San Francisco. And there were motherfuckers wheeling these Power Wheels things around. It's like, what are you doing? I get that it's expensive to live here, but... Just get a scooter, man. Yeah. That's a thing now? People are, this is epidemic? It seems like a thing. <laughs> yeah, they don't go that fast. Like, you could walk roughly a similar speed. And it's like a reverse flex. Yeah. Like... Look how cool I am in my Power Wheels Jeep. It's like you clearly just can't afford a car. Also, I mean, that what kid did you steal that Jeep from? It's like <laughs> you didn't just go buy that Jeep. What yeah, it's San Francisco. So probably just stole that out of a car. Yeah. Anyway, weed. Anyway, that guy. That guy. That weed story. Yeah, it is funny. The real red herring on the weed with that. It's like he was on weed and also meth. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. One of those is doing the majority of the heavy lifting here. Yeah. Meth is a whole other thing. That that is a drug no one should try unless you have like a lot of shit to do and you don't have a lot of time to do it. Then obviously you're going to want to meth up so you can sit down and focus. But beyond that, no way. You don't know. So I think that's our episode, right? That's sewed. We did it. And I didn't smoke weed once during this. But again, only because I can't because I have mouth stuff. But I'm very high right now. Don't you worry. Don't you worry at all. Hey, thank you both for doing the pod, except Jeff. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Uh, I'm sure Sliceberg is not going to plug his internet access because he has disappeared again. Jeff, how about you do your plugs? Uh, I got oh, a wait, million Can I mention one thing before plugs? If you bought uh You Don't Even Like This Show shirt, those are shipping out next week. We got them in and they're going to be going out. Jeff, what do you got to plug? I mean, you know, I do all the podcasts. Jeff has cool friends. Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Ugh, fine. Nerd with Dre Alvarez. You don't even like sports on here. Find all the stuff. Patreon.com slash Jeff May uh, is where you get early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content and exclusive shows, um, as well as you can get stuff in the mail, all sorts of cool things. Uh, follow me on social media and YouTube at Hey, uh, hey There Jeffro. And, uh, you know, Mint on Card is the second Friday of every month at Blast from the Past on beautiful Magnolia in Burbank, California, which means the September uh, episode, I was going to say, not episode, Mm-mm. that's not what that is, um, is over uh, October 13th is going to be the next one. That'll be my birthday show. So come to that. I did like when for a while there after Serial came out, people were like doing their comedy shows and calling it like episode three, volume four. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that is nonsense. Uh, Sliceberg. Hey, Sliceberg's hey. back, which is, I was just going to plug slicebergslim.bandcamp.com, but how about you do it instead? Uh, what he said. 
Uh, <laughs> among other podcast themes, Sliceberg did the intro theme for this pod, which is one of my favorites. I like it a whole goddamn lot, especially the part where I don't have to do it anymore. Like, yeah, I don't know what nice. I was thinking. That was dumb. A custom intro for every episode for 500 episodes. Kill me. Glad that's over. Uh, and I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Sliceberg, say goodbye. Goodbye, people. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Indiana man named John McKee high on meth rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jim Mint Meth. Street.